0: Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Well, I want to confess and do not deny but confess that I have failed you. Um, It has been a while since I've done a podcast episode, and then the last couple days I've done three of them. So now you guys are trying to catch up and figure out what's going on. Um, It's been a busy uh, season I was wrapping up my military career I have been um, preparing for that been uh, uh, coping with that uh, healthily and then also getting ready for hunting season. There's been a lot of go- stuff going on. Work's been um, working me hard and uh, yeah so because of that I haven't had much time and I realized that I have read two, not one, but two books on presidents and I have yet to to, uh, do a review on either of them. Um, they have, they are on, uh, Martin Van Buren, um, that, which was right after Andrew Jackson. And then, uh, it's William Henry Harrison, which was the president who was president for a solid month. So there, that's part of the reason why I haven't done one, but I did them and I haven't, Done a podcast on, them, so I'm going to lump them both in as one uh, during this episode. Uh, hopefully, you take a listen uh, and enjoy. Uh, there's a lot of uh, material that we're going to kind of go through, uh, but I am convinced that after we are done, you will one have an appreciation for uh, me for being willing to read really dry materials finding some way to get you interested in it. And also, B, understand why to this day I still think that John Adams is the best president we've ever had in American history. Yes, even greater and better than George Washington. Uh, If you don't believe me, go back to that episode Um, in my podcast listings of John Adams. uh, Watch the documentary or the docu-movie from HBO on Adams or read any, really, any biography on him, he's absolutely fantastic. But that's not what we're talking about here in this podcast, so enjoy the episode, enjoy the talk. So Martin Van Buren is... Uh, the next president after Andrew Jackson. Uh, Andrew Jackson, as um, you may recall from the earlier podcast that I've done, uh, was known as the Lion. Uh, part of the reason why he was known as the Lion was uh, not just because he was a ferocious man, which he was, he had a very strong temper. He also had a very cold temper as well uh, he knew how to uh, blow up on somebody when it was right or at least he thought it was right and he also knew how to be uh, cold to somebody when he seen it as the proper feeling he was he was a very extreme man but we're not talking about him we're talking about Martin Van Buren who I would say is almost the reverse he had the nickname of the fox he had the nickname of The Fox. The reason is one to make a play on uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, he cut his hair very similar to Andrew Jackson, though he, he was balded, so he couldn't have a full head of hair like Andrew Jackson. Uh, but he was a very sly guy, a very shrewd guy. Uh, he, was, he wasn't snaky. He, he, wasn't, he never lied, but he was very careful with his words. Uh, He didn't like to uh, show his hand. He avoided controversy. He was very thoughtful with his words, and he knew that if he didn't know what the right words were, it was better to just not say anything at all. He was the epitome of, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Uh, He almost got in big trouble with the Jackson family, with one of... uh, I believe it was one of the generals, his wife was, shall we say, promiscuous, unchaste. Uh, She was the reason why uh, we have the phrase petty politics. Uh, Back in the Jackson uh, era, his cabinet, uh, there was the petticoat women, the petticoat uh, women of... Jackson household, and so that's basically exactly where we get the phrase petty politics. It was the petticoat politics of the wives refusing to speak to this lady due to the rumors, or even associate with her, due to the rumors that were upon her. And Andrew Jackson spent most of his second term battling uh, clergymen, battling uh, other politicians, on that very subject uh, because he saw his honor and his uh, reputation hinged on the reputation of his friends, which was an honorable thing. Plus, well, anyways, but he almost got in trouble because, or Martin Van Buren, because he was talking with the, I think it was Evelyn was her name, uh, or Emily, something like that. Uh, One of Andrew Jackson's, I think, uh, daughter-in-laws, or cousins, one of the, one of them, uh, who was, like, the head of the petticoats uh, ladies of his cabinet. She was basically the mistress of the place. Not mistress as in the lover or whatever, but the madam, the, the, the lady of the White House, because Andrew Jackson's wife had died uh, before he... Uh, took office or just after he took office so she never actually went there so this lady was basically the woman of the house and so therefore uh, basically controlled everything not with an iron fist but with a petticoat it was very petty Uh, and Van Buren started hinting at uh, when he was talking with this lady about you know, that he needs to be careful about, uh, the way that he talks to this lady who's being accused of sexual malfeasance, uh, because, you know, look at, uh, Andrew Jackson's, uh, late wife and how she was accused of sexual malfeasance and how, uh, wasn't true or technically wasn't true or you know, it was a complicated situation, and this is, should be considered just as complicated. Well, like Andrew Jackson, uh, this lady did not take kindly to it, almost ruined her relationship, and but he was smart to stop. Right? Some people don't know when to stop. I personally do not know when to stop. I'm like Andrew Jackson, or not Andrew Jackson, but I'm like uh, John Adams in that sense. Uh, I'll just keep on talking, even though... I can noticeably tell that somebody's getting annoyed with me. Uh, many of uh, you who listen to me get annoyed with me, but yet I keep talking. Uh, to be able to do 62 episodes of a podcast means that you have to be willing to keep talking after somebody gets annoyed. Therefore, uh, with him noticing what was going on, he stopped, apologized, apologized, realized it wasn't the appropriate time to be talking about such things and walked away and kept his relationship and so when he ran for president andrew jackson gave him his endorsement andrew jackson uh campaigned for him you know, andrew jackson did all kinds of, you know did everything he could to help but the tricky thing was that andrew jackson was not for aristocratic stuff oligarchical stuff uh the the aristocracy style of, you know, he he wanted it to seem like he wasn't, like, choosing his heir and, like, forcing the people to make a decision that they didn't want to actually have. Uh, So he had to be careful. Uh, Some say that he wasn't careful enough. Uh, But uh, Martin Van Buren did win. Uh, And then he lost... Or then the economy crashed. Uh, he continued the Trail of Tears. A policy that Andrew Jackson started. Keep in mind that Van Buren is the second Democratic president. Uh, or president of the Democratic Party. Uh, and, but he was also one of the founders of the, or what then became the Republican Party. Um, Van Buren never owned slaves. He, lived, he was a New Yorker. Uh, Van Buren is the only president whose length, whose first uh, language, or his mother tongue, as it were, was not English. It was the only president whose first language was not English. It was Dutch, hence Van Buren, Van Buren being a Dutch last name. He was raised in a Dutch household where they spoke Dutch. Uh, They learned English so that they could speak with uh, the English around him. But he came from a very old Dutch family that, uh, back when New York used to be called New Amsterdam. And uh, he was a part of that kind of family, and he was a very smart man, a very clever man, a very, um, helpful man. Uh, and I would say he was definitely up there in the president's as far as not the worst, um, but he was also never really did anything himself. So all he did was continue the uh, policies of Andrew Jackson. problem with that is that Andrew Jackson's policies, like many policies that from uh, a paternalistic Folks, uh, those who think that they have the people's best interests at heart, uh, usually fail and turn into tyranny and just a really bad go at it. Um, yep, Van Buren uh, was not a very uh, careful president, or he was a very careful president, but he wasn't a very... Uh, helpful president, in that he didn't really, there was no, like, change-up between presidents. Uh, But, if you want to read up on him, by all means, read up on him. Tell me if there's anything else that I might have missed. There wasn't much to miss, uh, because there wasn't much going on for him. Um, I wouldn't say he was the worst, but he definitely wasn't the best. Uh, John Adams still is the best. But, I'm only uh, 10 presidents in, so there's still hope. William Henry Harrison. Now, this guy was fun. Uh, Obviously not because of his presidency, because he didn't actually do anything except die of pneumonia, which is a terrible tragedy, and I don't recommend anybody dying of it. Um, But he's fun because he was governor of Indiana for decades upon decades. I think he was like the first or second governor of Indiana. Now keep in mind, Indiana at that time that he became governor was uh, what's known as Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Uh, All of Michigan was Wayne County, Uh, the capital city of which was Detroit. He started off as a delegate of uh, Indiana and then became uh, governor, which is a great feat. And then he remained governor for uh, Thomas Jefferson, for... Uh, James Madison, James Monroe, for Andrew Jackson. I think Martin Van Buren. He f- finally stepped down, and then he ran for president, and then became president. Uh, he was a very, according to the book I was reading, it was a very pr- a paternalistic man. And at first, I didn't really understand what uh, he meant by that, what they meant by that, and kind of rolled my eyes at it, until I was hearing that. And I was listening to speeches by uh, Joe Biden uh, recently and a lot of people from the Democratic Party. And somebody had said that the thing that scares them the, mo- the most about these speeches is that they are being paternalistic. And I'm like, oh, so the idea of paternalistic or being a paternalist, and I mentioned it in the last segment uh, with Van Buren, is that they, they believe that they have your best interests in mind. And it's a better, what they have in mind is better than what you have in mind for what's best for you. Uh, so they turn love your neighbor as yourself into public policy and then cookie. And basically, the, only, the reason why you can't really do that is it's too cookie cutter. Because uh, you're not, at that point, you're not loving your neighbor, you're trying to love mankind or trying to love all those in Indiana. Or whatnot, so you can't actually uh, uh, do something like that—not comfortably, certainly not comfortably. But you also can't really do it politically in a way that actually will be a good to your society. And you find that out in uh, his uh, in his rule and reign, as it were. Um, you'll find him being very aggressive. Um, very strict uh divorce laws which of course i am pro very strict divorce laws um he um i don't think i think maybe he himself had a divorce once or at least an annulment i can't recall at the moment um but he was a very uh shrewd man he he's seen himself as a virginia gentleman Um, That is to say that he believed that his liberty was to uh, take the freedoms away from other people uh, that were lesser than him, or he perceived to be lesser. Um, He was seen as being uh, strict on slavery. Uh, That's not to say that he didn't believe in any kind of slavery. He believed in what's called bond servanthood, which... Uh, I would say the Bible teaches, and as a Christian, you know, I would say, uh, sure. Uh, but you didn't believe in a biblical form of bond servanthood. So a biblical bond servanthood is there's a seven-year cycle uh, where you can have slaves. So there's a six-year cycle where you have a bond servant, and on the seventh year, you have to free him. Now, that doesn't mean that you can uh, hold somebody's bond for seven years. That means at the end of the... So, like, the whole community, they have a seven-year calendar. And at the seventh year, the Sabbath year, any debts that are owed are forgiven. Now, somebody may say, well, you can't just uh, reset the books. and uh, Christian will say, well, why not? It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, well, according to scripture, it does. Uh, the reason why it makes sense is, God says, the reason why you're doing this is that you're trying to the reason why I do this, in one sense, is because it's not a zero-sum game. The Lord provides all that we need. And so you you set the books to zero every seven years as a testimony to you, know, you your neighbor, your family, the world, that the Lord does provide, and that it's not a zero-sum game, and it's not winner-take-all, because the winner can't take it all. There's too much to take. You can't actually take it can't take it all, not because people don't try, but because it's impossible for somebody to take it all. People have tried forever. You can't actually take it all. There's always more. Uh, Gluttons try to take it all. They can't do it. Uh, Nobody can. That's why it's vanity to do so, according to Ecclesiastes. So, uh, with uh, with William Henry Harrison, his governorship lasted so long, and he was very instrumental on when we got the Louisiana Purchase from the French. Part of that Louisiana purchase was Indiana. Um and we America did not want to, even though we bought it from the French, we wanted to include the Native Americans, which baffled the French and the English, because they never even really included the French and the English. So, but we wanted to, you know, they're our neighbors, they're our uh, fellow tribes, you know, they're they're tribes there, you know, they were here first, and so we sought to make deals. Uh, William Henry Harrison sought to uh, rule well over them. When somebody killed a Native American, he actually uh, gave the Native American killer a, uh, the death sentence. He wasn't lenient on Native Americans. Uh, he, was not, he was not lenient on white people who killed Native Americans. He was uh, very strict, uh, and I would say which was a good thing. He was strict and he didn't have a double standard There was no two standards of justice with him. Um, He was a reasonable man, but he did want to see uh, God's blessing on Indiana. And so he would would not waver as much as people wanted him to waver on the laws. So for that, he's commendable in that. Um, (laughs) it would have been interesting to see him as president, uh, for a while. He probably would have ended the Trail of Tears, like, instantly, because he did have an an affection for uh, Native Americans, or at least up in his area in Indiana. Obviously, Seminoles and, uh, those in the southern regions where the Trail of Tears was taking off. Uh, They are are not the same thing as the Cherokees and the uh, Wacos and whatnot that he dealt with. Uh, But I would assume that he probably would have um, sought justice for them. Probably would have uh, ran his office similar to how he ran Indiana. Um, He probably, like in Indiana, probably would have been a multiple term president more than two. Uh, something like what FDR was, uh, in my opinion, only because they just kept on electing him in Indiana. So he must have been at least a half-decent leader because he was able to do that. Um, I would commend you read his biography. I don't really know what to do with him. He's a very complicated guy. Um, he's a very, uh, not a wishy-washy guy, but you can tell that he doesn't have a strict standard of morality, you can't you can tell that, or at least they don't really get into what his standard. I think a lot of it was the paternalistic. He knows what's best, and so it's a very uh, postmodern. He has his own standard, but he also imposes that standard on others. Um, give him a read. Give him a, if you listen on Audible, give it a listen. Um, but the book was uh, William Henry Harrison the hammer, or the sledgehammer of, or no, it was the hammer of uh, Thomas Jefferson. Well, that's it for today, folks. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you desire to listen to more, by all means, Uh, i 61 other episodes that you can listen to. Uh, If you have any questions, uh, don't really go on social media too much. Uh, But if you want to uh, talk, you can easily email me at ZacharyKameen at yahoo.com. Till then, uh, as always, uh, drink some coffee and come to Jesus. Take care.